I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. And this is Asking for a Friend. A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories. Where every week we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Josiah. I'm Aspen. So this week we have a good friend of mine, my friend Josh. He is a creative entrepreneur, a dreamer, a musician, songwriter, good guy. He's a life coach, dream coach. He's the best. And we're so excited that he's here to talk with us today. So Josh, welcome. Hey, thank you. Super happy to be here. I love both of you very much. I'm super grateful to be on the podcast. Love you too, man. Glad to have you here. Yeah. So how's your day been? Today has been good. Just uh, making moves, you know, doing my best to make some things happen, making sure it all keeps moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things that are going on in your life right now that are just, um, just, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what's, what's happening in your world right now. Mm, That's a great question. It's probably why you're hosting a podcast. You're really good at those questions. Um, in my life, I think just in the bigger picture, just dreaming up big things and then mapping out plans to move toward them. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been cool. You're definitely someone that I see as a dreamer, someone ambitious, someone that I would consider a visionary you definitely see a vision for your life and you're really good at pointing that out in other people. What's something that you've gone through in your life or you've discovered that has brought that drive up for you and made you want to help people pursue that for themselves? A lot of it has to do with what I believe in Mm -hmm. and me believing in God and believing in the Bible and the stories that are in the Bible help inspire me to dream big and see them come to life. So looking back at like Old Testament characters and then also like New Testament and seeing all that they had done just because they believed Mm -hmm. that they could and that God said that they could if they would trust enough to see it happen. Like looking at them as examples are motivators for my own life. Can you give us an example? Some Mm. of an old Bible character or new Bible character? Oh yeah, Joseph, Joseph? 100%. Oh yeah, because it's like you got a guy, he dreams super big, and then suddenly he's like thrown into a pit, left for dead. Yeah. Then slave traders come by and then he's like, oh, I'm going to survive. But then he gets like sold into slavery. But all the while he's like, man, I had this really massive dream. Yeah. Like what happened? But he just kept believing in God and trusting him anyway. Mm. So then he gets sold into slavery and he's then working for Potiphar. And while he's there, he just continues to be faithful with where he's at and like stewarding over the things that honestly God's given him to steward over. And then he grows and develops and becomes who he is, but then he gets kind of screwed over by Potiphar's wife. So he's like feeling great. He's like, oh man, maybe like this is part of my dream. And suddenly it's all gone again. Mm -hmm. Cause then he's got to like run away or he doesn't have to, he does. He just runs away cause he's wanting to be faithful to God. So then he's like, all right, I still have this dream but I have no idea how any of this makes sense because from there he gets thrown into prison. Mm. So then you're just like, geez, like now you're in prison. But then what happens is he's again, faithful to it, stewarding over what God's given him and right in front of him. Then he becomes the manager of the prison to where the guards were letting him be responsible for like managing the whole place. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then these two guys come into prison 
because they're thrown in prison and they have these dreams, but he's like gifted at interpreting dreams. So he does. And he's just like, Hey guys, like, just don't forget me when you like get out there and just like, let them know what I did so that I could get free. And maybe he's already thinking like, and then when that happens, like he's strategizing, yeah. like when it happens, then I'm going to be free and it's going to be amazing. But then they forget about him. Mm. So then you're just like, geez, like they forgot about him. So yeah. now you're just like, it's, you know, it's like you it's backtrack, one thing it's like another. one thing after the another, ups and, and downs years, and yeah. all the kinds yeah. of stuff. And then suddenly it's like at the right moment, the right time, because he kept going, because he was faithful, because he kept dreaming yeah. that like God could use that moment to just transform his life and get him out of prison. And then suddenly he's shot straight to second in command of the entire country. Yeah. So to me, if God's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, like holding true, mm -hmm. and it's like, there's not like a Bible verse for everything, yeah. but in this case, it kind of works out in our favor. Yeah. But it's like, if he is the same always, yeah. and he's faithful to his people, and like, I'm one of his people and you are too, then I can just believe and trust that if it happened for Joseph, it could happen for me. Yeah. So that's partly why mm -hmm. I'd like dream super big because I've got these dreams, but it's also why I persevere and I continue moving forward. Mm. Cause I look back at that as one example, yeah. like, oh my gosh. So then you also said how I see it in other people. I see the same thing in them yeah. too. Cause you're just like, oh yeah, like God loves all of us and he's mm -hmm. given us all dreams. So like you could be that as well. And I just like reminding them that it's possible. Speaking the truth. Yeah, that's great. So using your example of Joseph's story, what have been some examples of seasons where you felt like you're in the prison or something like that yeah. um, in your life? And how have those experiences shaped you? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for asking that. One is just, it's as simple as working at a restaurant. When mm -hmm. I was working at a restaurant, yeah. I was a host at a restaurant and I was just like, God, I thought I was going to be making a difference in the entertainment industry. What am yeah. I doing mm -hmm. right here? But fast forward 10 years and I've learned, like I still have those same lessons that I've learned. I carry them with me into mm -hmm. what I'm doing today. So that's one of the examples. There's like a million others. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, like that's one <laughs> of them. You talk about like, yeah. you talk about perseverance mm -hmm. in coordination with the dream. And to me, that seems like, oh, maybe those are two different things. And in the story of Joseph, we see that those are one and the same. Perseverance and the dream go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Can you talk maybe about how that has happened for you in your life, how the dream has been a part of persevering? Yeah. Wow. I'm like reflecting so hard right now. Like, <laughs> like oh my god. I know, gosh, something you probably yes. don't think about too often. So. Oh, it's like, I think the dream and perseverance go hand in hand because without perseverance, there's no way to turn your dream into reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then without a dream, what are you persevering for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they kind of work with each other. Yeah. So in order for a dream to be realized, you have to keep going and working it into reality. Mm. And in order to work in reality, you've got to overcome fear and doubt and criticism and pain and disappointments, yeah. discourage, mm -hmm. all of those things that can feel negative. But if you like flip them, and you just use them as opportunities for growth and development and how it's shaping you into who you need to be for God to be able to use you how he wants to, mm -hmm. then it's all worth it. And by the time you get to your dream, your ability to persevere is yeah. what's going to keep you in your dream. I really love the quote slash song lyric slash album title, Dreams Don't Live in Pillows. Ooh. Shout out to Young and a Million. Go watch <laughs> or listen to the Young and a Million episode. 
But to me, dreams don't live in pillows kind awesome. of personifies the idea that a dream doesn't exist under rest. Mm-hmm. Like a dream develops under rest, but you have to do something about it to yeah. make it live. Love that. So talk to me about how you've had to bring your dreams to life. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's the practical things. Yeah. A lot of it's just writing your dream down. Mm, mm. That's a really, that's huge actually. Yeah. Talk more about writing your dream down. What does that do for you? I mean, it's the first step in turning something that you're not able to touch into something that you can feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like dreams are stuck in your imagination until mm-hmm. you put them on paper. Because if you put it on paper or on your MacBook or whatever kind of app you're using, yeah. it becomes part of the tangible world, like our physical mm-hmm. world. So suddenly something that's like, you can't even see becomes something you can look at. Yeah. So that's a first step Mm -hmm. where most people don't write their dreams down. Yeah. And it's it's in their head. Yeah. Oh man. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Whether it's putting it on your bedroom ceiling so you wake up every morning to see it or writing it on your bathroom mirror, like actually the physical act of writing it out along with seeing it every morning is going to... I think do things in your brain chemistry Mm -hmm. that just, you know, thinking about it won't. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah. That's one of them right there. And then creating a vision. Mm. So it's Mm -hmm. like one thing to, to me, dreams, when you explain them, they're a little bit ambiguous Mm -hmm. and they're a little like idealistic, you know, in nature, because that's just what they are, which is normal, which is awesome. It's Mm -hmm. awesome to have turning them into a vision once you turn it into a vision, that's your way to communicate what your dream is. Mm. So for like those that you're wanting to share it with, you're like, hey, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, they just don't get your dream because they don't see the vision. Yeah. So right. vision's a great way to communicate what your dream is to whoever you're speaking with. Yeah. And then goals and those types of things. Those are some practical yeah. ways. That's cool. Yeah, so along your, your creative journey and your journey with your dreams, who have been some people in your life that have really been influential and have come alongside you? Family is super important. Mm-hmm. And I'm seriously blessed enough to have a supportive family. So being around them and then close friends that understand how my brain works yeah. and then willing to like, like you said, come alongside and like support and encourage and yeah. even inspire me by what they're doing mm-hmm. is huge for my life. And for any success that I've ever had, mm-hmm. it's backed by all the people in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. And doing this by myself, I could never have gotten far because mm-hmm. it's like, if you're driving by yourself and your car breaks down and you don't know how to do, like mm-hmm. change a tire, how about that? Yeah. It doesn't break down, your car just get your tire goes flat. You don't know how to change a tire. It's like, you're just gonna be stuck there. But mm-hmm. if you just have a friend like Aspen that knows how to like do everything with cars, <laughs> she's basically a mechanic. Then she's like, oh yeah, you know, while we're at it, let's just like do all the tires and like change your oil and like, <laughs> yeah. you'll be good to go. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Those I- are moments that I've had in my life consistently that if I didn't have the friends or family that are changing my tires, yeah. I wouldn't be able to keep yeah. driving forward. Yeah. I love yeah. the idea. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has it been difficult to allow others in that process for you? Or has it been a pretty easy thing to allow others into those vulnerable spaces? Trial and error. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been hard. It's, it was harder at first. I think the aftermath is harder than the beforehand Mm. because you're like, oh, I could trust you. 
And then learning who to trust and like who you need to be careful around was really important. So I think when I was first starting to learn how to trust others in those vulnerable spaces, it was harder because I wasn't sure how to navigate it. But now that I've grown and I failed a lot through that, Mm -hmm. and by failing, I'm just meaning like opening myself up to others to speak into and they're negative or they don't believe or they're trying to talk me out of things or mm-hmm. they're just not supportive. Yeah. That's hurt. Like it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And so picking myself back up from that is what has made me stronger. But now that I've grown in that way and become more aware and like sensitive to the nuances mm-hmm. of who to trust and, mm-hmm. and who to keep a little bit further away mm-hmm. um, has been easier to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because you learn, or I've learned that there's different layers of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you approach feedback? Feedback's super important. So feedback is a huge way to know what your blind spots are. Mm. So just because I've disagreed with people doesn't mean that part of what they said wasn't true. Mm. So even if it's someone that doesn't quite understand me or what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and they they say something like offhandedly, I can still learn something from what they're saying. Yeah. But the feedbacks, so let's just say positive feedback or like from a friend that I trust that I've mm-hmm. been vulnerable with, I love it. I need it. Yeah. Because it refines me. It helps sharpen me. It helps me see things I didn't see before. I learn from it all. Mm. I think it's a great opportunity for pride check, like a mm-hmm. pride check, yeah. Oh yeah. which is good. So like character is huge when it comes to um, becoming who you need to be to carry out your dream. And getting feedback, if you feel a sense of pride once you got feedback, then you know that needs to get out of you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's awesome. I mean, it's not initially because yeah. you're like, oh mm-hmm. man, like, I, you know, like, yeah. I don't, whatever. You know, you get yeah. arrogant, you puff up, like you get pride. But when you see it through the lens of Jesus and how he wants us to be and how he wants us to grow and what he cares about, I become happier learning mm-hmm. about it so I can get rid of it and know that it was there. Yeah. So I can seek humility yeah. and learn from the best. Because yeah. if you're closed off from the best because you don't want feedback, you're going to stay mm-hmm. where you are. Yeah. yeah. I feel like pride is your ego trying to protect itself. You know, mm-hmm. like it comes up when you feel attacked or when you feel shamed mm-hmm. or yeah. uncomfortable or you're feeling vulnerable. Like pride's the thing that you use to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's, it's actually hurting you more. Mm-hmm. Than, yeah. than it is actually doing something to defend. So good. Which is interesting. Jeez. Yeah. About to drop this mic if it wasn't so expensive. <laughs> just push it over. Just, no, don't yeah, do just, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but how has your faith interacted with your creative journey? It's intertwined. Mm-hmm. For me, I believe that God created me and he's the most creative person in the universe. And mm-hmm. so if we're connected in relationship, then I'd be able to ask him to inspire me with his creativity to create whatever it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So without him, I would be pretty basic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what gets me to be able to dream bigger <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or like more in like, yeah, bigger, more strategically, like pretty wildly. Yeah because I'm just like, cool God, like inspire me with some dreams that you've got. And then also on a practical or smaller scale thing is on um, just like when it comes to songwriting or just storytelling itself, Mm. his stories are the most creative. And I just, 
I want to tap into that. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. why I do, and that's why it's so important. Yeah, so you're a songwriter and a storyteller as well as a creative. What are the kinds of stories and songs that you like to write and tell? Hmm. You're going to get so many clips of me going, hmm. <laughs> we'll put <laughs> a, a compilation yeah, together. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love telling stories that move people. Mm. I love being able to connect on a deeper level and help them understand something they didn't before listening. Yeah. And also be inspired by whatever it is that we're writing about. If it's a co-write or if it's just me. But yeah, like a lot of it is what we're talking about but inspiring, encouraging, like helping others connect with God a little bit mm -hmm. more than they would have if they mm -hmm. wouldn't have listened to the songs. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I have some questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your questions are amazing, by the way. I'm just like blown away. Like, oh my gosh. Thank you. That's so good. Appreciate that. Your, answer, your answers are amazing. <laughs> Appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> no, for real. But to flip this on you and be like, so when you come up with writing questions, <laughs> yeah. what's your process? Like, it's so good. That, that might be an interesting subject for a later podcast. I think it needs to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bonus um, episode of Asking for a Friend, Josiah and Aspen. Uh, yeah. Postseason episode. That'd yeah, be cool. yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Do it. Yeah. So as we just mentioned, your songwriter a writer in general. So this question kind of goes in that same vein, but yeah. what does worship mean to you? Mm. Connection to God. I think it's just surrendering everything I am to who he is ultimately. Mm. So in worship, I don't know about everybody's denomination listening to this, but for me, mm -hmm. <laughs> I like lifting my hands mm -hmm. and I do that to fully surrender, to just like have like body language mm. to God, but then also just like my brain, yeah. telling my brain that I'm surrendering. And like yeah. when I have my hands open like this, it's like giving everything to God. Mm -hmm. So yeah, worship's connection to God in a way where I'm like recognize where we are. Like he's in me, but I'm also with him and I'm giving everything yeah. to him. That's yeah, good. that's great. When I was living in Chicago, <laughs> um, Josh and I went to church together we and did. I was a part of a life group where we talked about worship. And in that life group, we talked about worshiping with your bodies. And that's what I thought it meant was raising your hands in worship. I was yeah. like, this is what worship is. Yeah. And after talking to the girls and kind of getting into it more, the Lord sort of revealing to me that worship is like giving your whole self to him. Mm. And yes, it's, it's raising your hands and giving him your heart, but it's also like brushing your teeth in the morning mm. and nourishing your body well and putting good things into your brain and your ears yeah. and your eyes and recognizing that you are not your own. Mm. And I think that's like a really hard thing for us to do in our own culture when we're constantly being told like, live your truth and mm. like you're your own individual and all this stuff when yeah. it's like, wow, God, you have a truth for me. How do I press into that? Yeah. And how does my identity intertwine with my dream? Mm -hmm. And how does my identity in God and my worship of him support my dream? Yeah. So my question kind of stemming off of that <laughs> would be, <laughs> how do you think that your identity in Christ supports your dream and informs your dream. 
That's the question I was trying to ask. <laughs> it's all good. It's good. I'm yeah. like, part of me was like, it went from like the worship to yeah. like, you're right. Yeah, the daily worship. And then I'm like, yeah. what's daily worship mean to me? Like, I was totally, <laughs> the way, I don't know, I was like picturing like I'm in church. And like, I'm going to talk about worship in this way. But I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm in. Um, so my, how does my identity in Jesus inform my life and yeah. my dreams? Yeah, and your decision making. Yeah, and my decision making. Well, I want to be like him. Yeah. So I do my best to be more like him and lean into who he is. Mm -hmm. And then also trust that he's going to give me grace to become more like him. Yeah. So when I read about him and I get closer to him, I just think more on how he lived mm. and how he just loved people yeah. and he loved God yeah. and he even loved himself. Yeah. Like he took care of himself yeah. and it's like, okay, cool. Am I loving myself? Am I loving my friends? Am I loving my enemies? Yeah. Am I loving the people around me? Am I loving him? Mm. Those kinds of things are like first and foremost. So like my dreams and my life, even in conversations or talking with a barista or in a session or whatever it is that I'm doing, yeah. it's more about like who we are yeah. and like why we are. Yeah. Then it's like what we're doing with Absolutely. both of those things. And that's why, cause it's all about him. So it's, if I can just like love others in the way that he would, then I can make more introductions mm -hmm. between him and others. Yeah. And then if I'm able to do that through yeah. creativity and whatever it is that I'm working on and it becomes something that's like impactful, then it can be a facilitator between yeah. others and him. Mm -hmm. So like my identity is in him. So then we were talking about perseverance earlier. I can just like move forward because I know that he's got me. Yeah. I don't have to like rise and fall based on criticism or what others yeah. are saying about me. Yeah. I can mm -hmm. just like live from my foundation in him. Yeah. And when I do that, then I can just keep going. Then yeah. everybody's going to be like, what's with him? Why isn't he reacting to my yeah. whatever? Mm -hmm. And then you can have that conversation like, yeah. well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely don't get it right all the time, but I'm hopefully getting more and more aware of when I'm not yeah. getting it right and how to yeah. just sort of switch back into it. Like, oh. This is not about me. This is about others and Jesus. Mm. Yeah. It's like creating those trigger points. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Like trigger that's how, I guess that's how I've thought of it is like, if there's something in my life or a way of thinking that I really want to change, I try to identify something that's a trigger mm. to make mm. me think of the behavior that I want to change because yeah. the behavior is important to change right. and then your heart will follow that behavior. Mm. Yeah. So for me, okay. it's like, okay, well, it could be as something as simple as like, if I want to make sure I, I get up in time to make Brie a cup of coffee in the morning, then I will, you know, set my alarm at a certain time. And then when I get up, I will put a coffee mug on the counter or something. So mm -hmm. I remember, oh, I need to do that. Or I'll put a sticky note somewhere that will be a visual trigger that will make me go, oh yeah, that thing that I wanted to do, that habit I wanted to do, I need to do that because this is reminding me. So good. And then over time, that becomes an ingrained part of your daily life. And that sticky note or the coffee cup is a mental image in your head instead of it actually being a physical thing. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a part of who you are and then it filters down into your heart from there. Mm -hmm. At least that's the way it's worked Dang. for me. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it at yeah. all, but 
that's been a very helpful tool for me is finding good triggers, yeah. not bad triggers. As we, we mm. usually talk about triggers as like a bad thing, yeah. but a trigger is a trigger. It's just, yeah. what is it triggering? Yeah. Is it triggering something bad? Is it triggering something good? Yeah. So you use that trigger to your advantage so that you can pursue healthy things in your life. Yeah. So, so good. Here's a question for you. Yeah. What if I don't want to? Like, no, seriously. Like, what if, what if I don't want to, what if I know what's good for me and I just can't do it? What if I don't want to, what do you do in those moments when you know what you need to do, but for some reason you can't get yourself to do it? Like this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. every day. Yeah. Like every yeah, day. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, personally, when I don't want to do something, I just think about what's keeping me from wanting to do it. Mm. And then if it's something that is a thought process of mine, if it's like a negative thought pattern, mm -hmm. I've been switching on to what I want to think about and what I want to do. Yeah. And that's been really helpful for me. And then thinking about the long game, mm. like why huge. do I need to do it? Yeah. I don't want to do it, but why, like I know I need to mm. do it. I know what's good for me. I, I know it's good for me. Yeah. It's like exercising. Exactly. Like I don't want to work out, but I know I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are the kinds of things that make me do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it became the interviewee now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, I try to fall in love with the small things. Mm, yeah. Like I hate doing dishes. I hate hate yeah. doing dishes, but I love cooking and I love mm -hmm. coming home to a kitchen where I'm like ready to cook. Mm -hmm. So the thing for me is like, if I do these dishes, then when I come home later, I'm going to be so happy. Ooh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this now to make myself happy in the future. Yeah. So I, I say this all the time where I'm like, oh, future Aspen, I'm doing this for you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, thanks past Aspen, yeah. you know, where I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to serve myself. Yeah. I'm trying to treat myself like someone I'm responsible for taking care of. Yeah. And yeah. that's really hard for me. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, oh, yeah. because it's easy to neglect yourself because you're the only one that's affected by yeah. it. Or at least that's what it feels like when in reality, like you're affecting the people in your circle when yeah. you don't take care of yourself as much as you're affecting the people in your circle when you do take care of yourself. 100%. How do you uh, how do you deal with the shame that naturally accompanies the failing to do the thing that you wanted to do? Mm. Yeah. I've got to just give that to God a lot. Yeah. I've got pretty high expectations. Aspen <laughs> knows this <Yeah>. about me, <laughs> but I, I've got to practice that a lot. Like I've just got to take that and give it to God and then just remember that I've got grace yeah. for what he's asked me to do. And I'm not going to get it right all the time and I'm not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I need to sit in being okay with that. Yeah. How much of that shame ends up being a motivator for the things you're wanting to get better in? And how much of it is relying on God's grace? All of it. I mean, shame doesn't make me want to do anything better. <laughs> shame yeah. makes me want to learn more about Jesus yeah. and like what he's done for me so that I can just like fall back in love with who he is and what he's wanting me to do. Mm -hmm. Cause shame keeps me away from that. Shame's like, you're not good enough. Why would you try? It's all the negative yeah. thoughts, all yeah. the toxic thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when shame hits me, I know that it's not of God. So then I just think about like, what are thoughts of God? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's what drives me forward toward it. 
Yeah. So his grace is what makes me want to do things mm-hmm. like his love, his kindness, his like encouragement, how he inspires me. That's the kind of stuff that's like, oh, amazing. But mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier and we are on camera, so you can see that I'm pointing at you. But what we were talking about earlier with the triggers, yeah. if I start thinking shame or negative or those kinds of things, I just, I've really been trying to be diligent at switching my thoughts toward what I want to think about mm. and what I know I'm meant to think on. Yeah. So like yeah. in the Bible talking about like that we need to be thinking about things that are true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like take and your you thoughts captive. Take them captive. Mm-hmm. And like even going from like what's true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, is that shame mm. thought? Like, is that true? It's not true. Yeah. So then I just want to think on things that are true. Yeah. And it, it, it is a hard world to mm-hmm. think on things that are true. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you have to be actively seeking out mm-hmm. nowadays. It's not something you can mm-hmm. just casually stumble upon. Mm-mm. So how are you intentional about seeking truth in your life? I read a lot of books. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I get a lot of podcasts. Great start, same, yeah. same. And yeah. I get around my friends that yeah. help me see the truth. Even about myself. Yeah, that's huge too. My parents were a huge, and my brothers, but like a huge factor in that Mm -hmm. at a certain season of my life, just forgetting who I was really, because I couldn't see myself from the outside perspective, like you were talking about. And they've helped me point back to what is true about me. Yeah. And that's a lot. Relying on a great community of strong Mm -hmm. friends that are like-minded, who have their foundation Mm-hmm. in their identity with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like full circle moment. Yeah. But if you can get people around you like that, yeah. they'll help you point back to the truth. Because I can't do it on my own for at all. Yeah, that's so good, mm-hmm. Josh. Well, thanks so much for sharing your heart, coming on the podcast and being willing to allow us to ask questions about your story and your life. Where can people find you? On the Thanks socials. for having me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This has been yeah. so awesome. You two are incredible. And you can find me on Instagram at joshuashiffman.com. Full name on that one, not yeah. .com, because it's not. <laughs> that's not my website. The handle is Joshua Schiffman. Can you do a .com on Instagram? I'm going to find be pretty out. funny if you could like do a dot .com really on Instagram. Why was I like, thinking that after I said it? I was like, is it possible? Uh, or joshschiffman.com. So the awesome. site is joshschiffman.com. Instagram is at Joshua Schiffman. Got it. Awesome. We'll drop that in the show notes too. So people can click through to that. if They want to follow you. And if you're watching, you might notice that we've had some upgrades on this back wall. It is now black and not that ugly green. So I've worked hard to make this room pretty for us and hope, hope we can level up as we grow. So, and if you're on audio, head over to YouTube and check out our YouTube versions of these videos Mm because we've got clips and all the things going on there. Link in the show notes for the YouTube channel. Exactly. All that stuff's in the show notes, by the way, Instagram. (laughs) So thanks again, Josh, for being here. Yeah, thank you. It's been the best. This is awesome. And we'll see you next time on Asking for a Friend. Because I'm asking for a friend. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Asking for a Friend. We hope to bring you insightful conversations and inspire you to ask challenging questions. You can find us on Instagram at friends4podcast or at our website, friends4a.com. That's friends4a.com. What have you enjoyed about this podcast? Let us know in the comment section. Leave us a rating or review so that more people can find us. And until next time, thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend.